Hey everyone, and welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. I'm Madison, and as always, Jamie is joining me once again. Hello. <laughs> um, and I know we are very consistent with leaving you guys in the dark about the next show that we'll be discussing. So we've decided that this episode will be Bird Box. Bird Box. <laughs> um, which is a new Netflix original, um, just came out less than a month ago, I think, yeah, or right a... around that timeline. Right. Um, and if you don't know what it is, um, it's the show that's causing everybody to do stupid things blindfolded, like driving cars and getting into car accidents. Hold so on. People are actually like attempting to recreate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it, multiple people have been in car accidents because they've been trying to drive blindfolded. Oh, so lovely. If you're, you know, that special kind of stupid, maybe don't watch though. <laughs> you know, I would, since you mentioned that already, I would like to talk about the part where they're driving around in the dark. <laughs> you know, okay. quote, quote, in the dark. Let's um, jump right through there. <laughs> I feel like, and granted, we do have just clips, like bits, and then we don't see the drive home, for, for example, and stuff. Right. But surely they would have run into a lot more parked vehicles since everyone just sort of like blew up their cars and abandoned them in the middle of the road. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess it, it kind of works because I assume they're driving like three miles per hour. <laughs> Crunching the bodies. And his car is like one of those high tech ones that has the sensors around it. So it was mm -hmm. showing up on his screen, like if he got too close right. to something, so he was able to avoid most of the things but and he did they did like run over dead bodies right. and stuff so they weren't avoiding everything and they did like run into the store once they actually got to it right but but yeah i know i found it a little too convenient that they were like too good at not hitting hitting stuff. everything <laughs> but it's true yeah. i guess if you're going like really slow and then you're just constantly like backing up to like get right. out of the beep beep zone or whatever yeah and i don't know how well those like sensors work on cars because mine is not that tech savvy oh no <laughs> i have to pay attention myself where the things are on the road the car won't do it for me so <laughs> i don't actually know how well those work Has, but maybe if you know if it's like a new one maybe yeah. they are pretty good you know you mean yours never told you when you're surrounded by like creepy phantom suicide spirits <laughs> it, it, it did not tell me that no <laughs> i had to figure that out for myself <laughs> oh i see that's why your eyes look different these days right <laughs> um so before we get too much more into the story as as you all know if you haven't seen bird box this podcast will talk about contain it. <laughs> a lot of spoilers yeah <laughs> um so don't listen to us anymore if you don't want to hear all the spoilers so we, we always recommend watching it first but if you're one of those people who just likes to spoil it all for yourselves first um which i understand with especially like scary things uh. um <laughs> i did not spoil this for myself but i am okay. kind of a wimp when it comes to watching scary things yeah so sometimes i like to know how they're going to end i know a full disclosure i was kind of surprised that you chose this one <laughs> I was well, like, you know, a sort of like thriller, scary thing. The reason I was okay with it was because my mom had watched it. Oh. And <laughs> I was like, well, if this is okay for her. I can probably watch it too. It'd be fine. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, and, and it's not, it's not really that scary. No, it's just, there's a little suspense, but. And it's more like, it's like supernatural yeah. kind of scary elements and not like actual humans trying to kill you. And that's like, that's where it crosses my line. I don't like. Yeah realistic murder movies um 
can get enough of that from the news these days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So like the supernatural element kind of made it more okay. <laughs> fair, fair. All right. So what were your initial impressions of this movie after watching it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Would you watch it again? Well, obviously you I would did watch, watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it again for this podcast. But... Yeah, I think I watched this shortly after it came out. And um, kind of, I, I really... I, the first time I watched it, I really liked it because I knew that it had sort of mixed reviews. Um, but generally I think that it's a, it's an interesting concept. Uh, it's not a terribly new concept. Like it, 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 it didn't feel like it blew me out of the water, especially with the release of a quiet place, which wasn't too long ago where there was basically the same thing, like post apocalyptic creepy, creepy monsters, like rolling around. You have to be quiet and stuff. Um, those were actually like physical entities though, whereas this one seems to be, I don't know, wispy leaves in the wind or something. But, uh, (laughs) but, um, the second time it it reminded me of the happening, which came out in 2008 where like the the plants were like releasing some sort of toxin that was making people just calmly kill themselves. I forgot all Um, about the happening. Yeah. Maybe I hadn't seen A Quiet Place, so like this was like immediately what it reminded me of because Mm -hmm. the people in this movie kill themselves just like without seeming to have any hesitation or without even really seeming to feel the pain from killing themselves, which is exactly the same as in the happening. And that came out ten years ago or eleven years ago Mm, in two thousand and eight. So not not a terribly new idea, no. Yeah, and I the second time watching through, I felt like the pacing was a little slower than I remembered it being from my initial initial watch. Mm-hmm. So, because the I think the film is like two hours long or something, so yeah. it could have been a little shorter, maybe. But. Maybe I guess probably because it was my first watch through, I didn't feel that it went too slow. But maybe if you already know what's going to happen, like, right. I could see how maybe it would drag on a little bit. Yeah, but, um, and I didn't, as I said, I didn't th- the first time I watched it, I didn't. F- like the pacing seemed fine to me. So I think it's really just once you know what's right. going to happen, it's less suspenseful, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I mean, I liked it and I definitely would recommend watching it. Yeah. You know, if it's that you're if it's your type of movie, kind of post apocalyptic Armageddon kind of feel to it, you know, right. definitely watch it. It's worth it. I just I was a little underwhelmed by it's more like uh, made for just like enjoyment and there's not really any critical thought to it i guess like it doesn't make you sit back like some black mirror episodes for example can really make you think (laughs) about society and the way things are where this has seemed more like there's stuff that's left up to the viewer's interpretation as to like what's causing this but it doesn't really seem to inspire a lot of critical thought (laughs) right it's more for the enjoyment of the the watcher yeah because i mean yeah there's not really much in terms of like the events that are happening with like these entities or or later with the people being taken over by them or whatever there's it's yeah you can't really do anything about it so it's not (laughs) you can't learn from that i guess like the only sort of lesson to be learned in this is about how you approach parenthood or Right, you know, and hopelessness that, and stuff like that. And that just like doesn't appeal to me on any level. <laughs> as it <laughs> didn't, as it didn't appeal to Mallory either. Right. Well, yeah. Like I am basically Mallory in this, except for I'm not pregnant. Right. 
but before she became pregnant, I feel like we were very similar people on not wanting kids and not really liking kids and not really wanting to to bond or connect with children. <laughs> right. But um, so yeah, that it did focus a surprising amount on that for like an end of the world movie. But yeah. <laughs> but overall, I would I would recommend it. You know, to at least watch it once. It's a good sh- movie for for that. Yeah. I wish that some of the loose ends had been more tied up. Like, I would have liked to have known what these things were, right? what caused them, why were some people affected by them and others worse, yeah. um, you know, things like that. Well, and, and the birds, like, what was the significance of the birds? Like, it's called Bird Box in the whole movie. She's carrying three birds around with her in a box <laughs> because they can, like, warn her that these things are coming. But yeah. it doesn't really seem like she needs an alert system. It's pretty obvious when they're nearby, like you're in a tornado of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and they're whispering your name. And right, and there's, yeah. like, the winds talking to you. So, like, what is with the birds? That was like, I was waiting for that to be yeah. somehow, at least, like, explain that to me, at least. What What is with the birds and why do they? Right. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like they would have been even more useful if they could detect the people who have been taken over. But clearly they can't because right. Gary, like, put them in a freezer and they didn't trip right. at all. And which I was confused about well, because we see later that once you're sort of affected by them well we see throughout the entire thing that like if you go suicidal your entire like eye fills up with like this weird right worminess but the people who are also taken over or have ex- have seen the truth if you will because this is full right. metal alchemist or something <laughs> then you their eyes are still changed but right. Gary's his eyes weren't when, at the beginning? Well, that's, see, now this is my theory on Gary. Okay. Is that when he arrived at the house, he wasn't taken over. But he ha- probably had mental, you know, like a, he was very drawn to them in sure. a way that other people were. He wanted to understand them. Mm-hmm. So, like, after he realized that there were people who could see them and weren't, affected by them he kind of lost his mind and wanted that for himself and when he so he puts the birds in the freezer and pulls down the blinds then and looks out the window and he's like he says something like oh you're right it is you are beautiful or something like that and like that's and he's kind of already gone crazy by that point so he's able to like because he he wants to see them um and so like yeah that's like when he gets taken over is at that point okay i was wondering that too because (laughs) i don't know if that's right but that's kind of how i saw it yeah (laughs) because this time now that i knew that that was going to happen i like explicitly was looking at his eyes throughout the entire thing and i'm like they just look like brown eyes and then when you know but then when he uh, opens the garage door with douglas in there his eyes are all like green and weird crackly yeah it's yeah. almost like the eye kind of breaks apart a little bit the color becomes fragmented yeah but not completely right <laughs> but see so yeah, gary was an interesting character he yeah. pretty much is the reason that most of the characters in the show die <laughs> thanks <laughs> so, olympia right yeah. it's really it's really her fault for letting him in to begin with but well between her and tom someone was gonna let a bad person in yeah. Because he was true. just opening the door for any which person that was, like, been. passing by. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Fish Fingers wants in? Okay. Fish Fingers? That's, <laughs> isn't that what they called the guy that uh, that Charlie, like, 
ran out the door and tackled to like save them in the supermarket. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is Fishfinger? Well, Fishfingers was like somebody who was already taken over. Mm-hmm. He was like calling to them to to come and see the truth. Yeah. However they word it. <laughs> yeah. It was an interesting thing. Yeah. I thought that um See, I found it unbelievable that Charlie would do what he did. Yeah. Like he was, he didn't even want to go to begin with. He's kind of like the stereotypical kind of cowardly character who's, he's fine with you guys going and doing it, but he's not going to go with you. But I just found it slightly unbelievable that he would sacrifice himself to save all of them. Same. That seemed to come out of nowhere. I could see (laughs) it. No, more believably would be that someone else would have like grabbed something and hit him, hit the guy with it or something. But yeah, yeah, that was kind of odd. But more believable was the fact that the uh, police and training and drug addict skipped town with the car. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like they didn't get very far. Probably not. not. (laughs) Hopefully they were able to fuck at least one more time. But But that was probably the end of their lives there, too. I thought that um, what was the old grumpy man's name? Uh, The one that was locked out in the garage. Yeah. Douglas. Douglas. That's such a grumpy old man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that it was kind of nice that at the end he does try to help. Yeah. Like he does kind of come around and he's not really a complete asshole. Right. I mean, but as he says, in the end, there's assholes and there's the dead. So he ended up not being an asshole and he died. Right. (laughs) Doesn't, you know, bode well for his predictions. Right. A thing that I thought was strange and somewhat unbelievable too is that these the entities are clearly sentient. Like they know what's going on and they right. they can read people's minds to like pull out the voice that they need most to like convince them to right. do stuff. Clear certainly they could also like slip into the garage while you're pulling in. Right. <laughs> and like, why can't they just go into a building? Like, why? What is with walls that they can't seem to cross them is odd, you know? Right. Or like, if a window were open, but a screen was in, like, could they float through? I, yeah. like, I don't understand. Like, why couldn't they just follow somebody inside of right. a building behind them? You know, it's, yeah. that, that was kind of odd to me, too. Like, I mean, I, I guess... Probably because they have to have a safe place somehow, you know, so they just made it be inside of buildings. But that was because they don't explain like what these things are. They leave it completely up to you to interpret what you think them to be like. It's just there's a lot of things that you really have to suspend your disbelief for. And I wasn't able to do it for all of them. (laughs) Yeah, same. I the thing that I thought was that made a lot of sense and was interesting was uh, where they ended up at the end when Rick called them. And which, spoiler alert, is a (laughs) school for the blind. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Did you know, and I looked this up accidentally afterwards, it was just in an article I was reading about it, that that's not how the book that it's based on ends. I did. Okay, do you know how that one ends? I heard that, do they not end up also there? 
Well, they end up at a place where it's a community of, blind, of like people quote. who are blind, yeah. but it's people who made themselves intentionally yeah. blind so that they couldn't become victims right. of this thing. And I don't know whether or not to join this community that you know the the woman and the kids also had to blind themselves or not. The article Oof. didn't say, but it kind of like it makes me think that probably like if everybody else in this community has gone that far, that's probably something they would have to subject themselves to as well in order to stay you know yeah but i don't know for sure i haven't read the book and the article didn't say one way or the other which begs the question of how far would you go to protect yourself from these things i i mean i don't know i guess like if you were in that desperate situation maybe blinding yourself i mean you're basically walking around blind as it is when you're blindfolded so maybe it's not the end of the world if you have to you would have one less thing to worry about Right. Yeah, you would never have to be concerned. And it would be like, you wouldn't even be a target for these creatures because they wouldn't be able to make you look at them because right. you would not, it wouldn't be possible for you to do it. Um, which is interesting because then clearly the only way they can affect you is through sight. You know, if the blind mm-hmm. people are essentially immune to it, um, you could just create a whole society of people without vision. Right. To... That'd be kind of... Then you'd ultimately also be like, as soon as you have a new child, you'd be blinding them if they, because yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know if they were blind or not. So you'd have to just do it do on it. your own to be sure. Right. Um, to protect them. Yeah. Which could make for an interesting. Spinoff. Spinoff. Or or, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, that's not the way the movie ends because no. the movie ends with it like. There are, it's a school for the blind that starts taking in like essentially refugees, people who do have vision, and they have the those damn unexplained birds there, <laughs> like flying around inside the building to like shit on everybody and warn the, the seeing when these creatures are nearby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to shit on everyone. Well, I mean, there's a lot of birds, and they're all inside of this high domed building that they've True. just allowed plants to grow over top of to block out you know, the outside world. Um, so like, you know, they're just up there shitting on everything. True, true. <laughs> but the movie does end oddly optimistically for a post-apocalyptic or Armageddon movie. Yeah. Doesn't normally end quite so like, oh, here's this perfect community where you can just live out your days in. <laughs> right, not to mention the fact that they clearly probably don't have a sustainable food source and... Well, yeah, and probably for the amount of people who are currently there, they could grow enough food and, you know, raise animals. But, like, if you continue to grow in numbers, the building's going to fill up, you know? Right. And and there is, like, even though it ends happily, there's the sense that it can't possibly be over because those things are still out there. So they either have to continue hiding forever (laughs) or blind themselves or, like, figure out a way to combat whatever this is. And it doesn't seem that the school for the blind is making any, like, proactive offensive you know <laughs> to, to tackle whatever this is you know right yeah but yeah whatever. some things are you know <laughs> i guess we just have to accept as good i also i also <laughs> I found it highly improbable that uh she would meet anyone again that she knew from before yeah that was odd too like i i mean i understand like why you would throw dr lapham in there because it's got to be like a huge comfort to see someone from before. Right. You know, that to know that they have survived. Um, but it's not like they're going to be traveling around the 
country looking for other groups of survivors. Like that's not going to yeah. end well because you'll no. just be run over by like one of the sighted creepy people. Right. But, uh, yeah, and it's like, and they do, they play a lot with the idea that, like, if you love somebody enough, you can sort of fight against it a little bit. Yeah. Because you have you see it, like, three times happening with Tom when he, he removes his blindfold to save Mallory and the kids so that he can see the people to shoot them. And he's able to kill the last guy even after he sees the creatures. You know, he's yeah. able to fight through it and still kill the last guy. Um, you see it when Olivia sees the creatures, but she's still able to hand over her child to Mallory before killing herself. Yeah. And the like Mallory's able to prevent the girl child from taking off her blindfold through like telling her, you know, like convincing her that she loves her kind of thing and that she shouldn't yeah. be afraid. So like the the idea of love is played on interestingly in this story as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's um you see throughout the entire thing that Mallory is really resistant to that. And we talked about earlier about how, you know, motherhood isn't really something that she clearly ever wanted. But right. it was kind of the position that she was in and maybe she would have given her kid up for adoption, but like once all of this broke loose right. that There's was not on to. the table. Yeah. <laughs> and it was interesting to see how that played out, like, you know, going as far as to almost resist motherhood completely by not even, like, naming the children. They're just boy and girl. Right. And, you know, she's very, how do I want to, like, cold and distant to them. Right. Like, they don't even call her, like, the boy Mother, who's yeah. her actual son, like, they all both call her Mallory. Yeah. You know? And um, it's Tom who's kind of, like, listen, this is not how, how this works. You need to love them unconditionally. You need to give them hope for the future. Right. They can't, you know, surviving is not living. And I was like, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's true, but I also think that if she had loved them, like, in the way Olivia would have loved them, yeah. she wouldn't have been able to save them. Like, there, she almost had to distance herself from mm -hmm. them in order to just, like, um, like be almost like military about it you know do we have to to survive um and after she does get them to a safe place she's able to like admit that she loves them and name them at that point but like there was no other way for her to survive with them yeah it's kind of what it seemed like to me and it's kind of like it goes so far until they're on the boat and you see like a glimmer that Mallory does care more, even, right. you know, for her son than girl. And she's starts to really fight with that when she's like, okay, someone needs to look and, and boys right. just like, okay, I'll do it. And she's like, I will choose and sort right. of just like stares at girl until girl's like, I can do it, you know? <laughs> and, um, oh my God, I, I don't know about you, but like when she was finally like, decided that no one's going to look i'm just like welling up over oh. here i was like oh yeah. no i i did well up especially towards the like the very end oh my god when, yeah like before they get into the building and yeah. she's like realizing how much she loves these children like it is kind of emotional yeah and <laughs> but, that's like and i was glad that she said like well no one will look because it kind of is like even though she can't say at that point that she loves them yeah she does you know right. she can't deal with the idea of either one of them potentially dying because she let them look you know exactly and 
you know, that kind of ultimately comes full circle when she's banging on the door and she's, or no, it's uh, when the things are wisping around and right. she's like, don't take my children. It's like right. the first time we hear her refer to them as her kids. And yeah. Yep. And even uh, when she's banging on the door, she's like pleading with them, just open up, let my children just, in, yeah. you know, like you don't have to take me, just take them kind of thing. And then at the very end, she names them and she's like, and I am their mother. <laughs> and like, she names oh. them the most obvious name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> That's okay. It works. Yeah. I know. I, I, I like how she didn't respect the, the one mother's wishes. And she's like, I want her to be called Ariel or Cinderella. And I'll call her a lot. <laughs> she's like, nope, I'm just going to name you right after her. And Which I feel is like also that, in at that memoriam. point was probably the better option. Yeah. Cinderella. <laughs> True. <laughs> Maybe that's her middle name. Yeah, Olivia Cinderella. <laughs> no last name. No last name. <laughs> <laughs> Bird box. Bird box. <laughs> uh, I have to say though, I hadn't. I didn't realize that this was based on a novel until I was watching the credits. But I am tempted to sort of see what. Uh, what uh what's his name josh mallerman or something but mm-hmm. his other books are like yeah yeah it might be i was thinking it would be interesting just to read this one since yeah they made it seem like it is a darker ending kind of it's not nearly as optimistic but the director decided to go with like the more optimistic route for the movie ending yeah so, and i was reading i was reading too that tom doesn't really play much of a role in it either after oh. Like, yeah. he's sort of, like, knocked off at the point where Gary's trying to kill everyone. Yeah. Which he almost was in the movie, but then he has to yeah. make a miraculous comeback. Well, you know, for movies to be successful, <laughs> you have to have that love interest. True. So. <laughs> oh, man. But whatever. Yeah. So what what do you think those things are, then? Do you have a theory? There's lots of fan theories out there. I was oh really? About. Yeah. I mean, I think it's got to be some sort of like demon or something, or you have to wonder if like it's the rapture and those right. are the like people who can see are sort of like somehow the chosen people. I don't know. It's weird. Right. But um, I don't know. You almost have to side with Charlie to think that they must be some sort of like you know end of the world demons or something. Right. I think that's probably the most popular theory is that it's some sort of demon and the people who can see them are already like kind of evil kind of evil right so that it's not affecting them in that way um another interesting one was that people were thinking they were angels and Mm. that's why um right before a lot of them killed themselves they said like it's so beautiful uh, you know this isn't so bad kind of thing um i don't know i don't know that i believe either one of those things i mean i mean i think it it would be interesting to think of it in a rapture situation because you know a lot of people consider the rapture as the moment when you're sort of rejoined with god or whatever and it's like magical and beautiful and blah 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 but your soul has to leave somehow so it's kind of interesting if it were that and the angels are plucking out you know like the souls but it just happens like, this to be is what's left behind is this chaotic right. carnage. And that's what would be left behind. Yeah. Is, you know, if people are all just suddenly dying everywhere. If you're not seeing where they're going, you know, their soul wise, like it would just be someone, Armageddon. Yeah. Someone like <laughs> willingly sitting in a car that's on fire and blowing up. Right. Right. 
<laughs> Which, like, that's another thing. Like, a lot of people think that, like, they were drove mad instantly by seeing, like, all of their worst fears. Yeah. But, like, with that that woman, she's, like, she's talking to her mom who had been dead. Like, that's not, like, a fear you would have. She seemed very willing to, like, go, oh, you know, you're over there. I'm coming kind of thing. Right. So like she, odd, too. <laughs> she was like that. But uh, Jessica, Mallory's sister, was seemed really afraid. You know, she right. was like, what the hell is that? And then yeah. swerves into traffic. Yeah. So, so I, I just am more inclined to think that the writer and or the director, I don't, it's some, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? Mm. Like supernatural yeah. phenomenon that makes people see whatever they would need to see to kill themselves. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, you know, it's, they draw you in with, you know, the calls from loved ones make to make you look. And then once you see, they show you whatever would make you kill yourself basically. Yeah. I don't know. My mom thinks it's aliens. I mean, could be. (laughs) (laughs) But she thinks everything is aliens. So, you know, (laughs) it's always aliens. It's always aliens with her. Mm. yeah curious yeah there was a couple of interesting quotes that Mallory says that kind of tie into her the whole like idea of love Um, at the very beginning when she's painting she says the loneliness is just incidental it's really about people's inability to connect Mm -hmm. and then when she first finds the birds she's looking at them at the cage and she says how did you guys get so lucky to like birds in a cage is not normally you know wouldn't refer to them as lucky <laughs> yeah that's true so i thought that was interesting <laughs> yeah yeah there there are a couple of good quotes in there i think the only one i wrote down was the surviving is not living but yeah yeah but there's a point where you i imagine need to focus on surviving and well and i think that in order to live you have to first survive in a situation right. like that you have to work first on surviving and then once you're to a Mm -hmm. place where you're semi-safe then you can work more on living (laughs) yeah true cool so then uh, i guess our joint recommendation is to watch the movie yes (laughs) watch the movie um and you know i like i said i was slightly underwhelming but not so much so that i wouldn't recommend it yeah and it's it's a curious it, I think it could provoke some curious and interesting discussions. So Yeah. And like, I guess with me, I I want there to be answers in yeah. movies. Like, and then I'm okay with some things being left more ambiguous, but like this had so much that was just not explained. Like, you know, the, what the creatures are, where they came from, why they affected some people and not others, what the birds were all about and like and that's the one that annoyed me the most because it's in the title <laughs> like why what what's with the birds yeah. you know i mean like, there must be some significance with there being three birds in the box and three people who survive and the birds oh, being yeah. blind essentially through the whole thing because they're inside of a dark box and then them being released at the end but i feel like there has to be more than just that yeah. for i yeah yeah i mean i guess uh it's always sort of said that animals are more in tune and aware of like supernatural elements than humans so i could see the birds sort of freaking out but i I suppose it could be any sort of i guess birds are easier to cage than like 
Maybe. I don't know, deer and I stuff. I just but... wanted them to be more significant, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or to them to like get out of the box and fight off the ghosts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But well, there... how, what, how did you feel about the way it was like filmed, kind of going back and forth from like the present time to five years earlier? I kind of liked that because I think it split up the movie in an yeah. interesting way. I think um, that it, yeah, it allowed them to make the movie yeah, more interesting and give like more detail about like what the events that were happening in the past would actually lead to, you know? Right. And like, you know, we see the, one of those like um, people who have seen the truth sort of attack her. And then we see like in the past that that's already happened to them a couple right. times. And yeah, that was an interesting way to introduce it. I think it would not have gone well if uh, it was just like, the last 40 minutes of the movie were them floating on the water. Right. Yeah, that would have been kind of boring, probably. <laughs> I wonder if the books also also jumps back and forth, I imagine. I don't know. That's harder to do in writing, you know. Yeah. But, but uh, I guess we'll... Maybe there's just more detail in the book. Yeah. I guess we'll find out if we ever read it, but... <laughs> if. We ever read it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, that, that pretty much wraps up all my thoughts on the yeah. box. Same. Um... If you are listening, you can go ahead and let us know what you thought about Bird Box at uh, NNO, on Twitter at NNO Podcast. <laughs> or send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And is our typical fashion. We have no idea what we're going to be discussing <laughs> next. Um, but we would love ideas and suggestions, even if they're more vague as to like whether or not you enjoy us doing movies over series just kind of any input that you have would be great because we're super indecisive people yeah and we've <laughs> we've noticed that sort of the standalone episodes seem to get more attention and maybe that's just because people don't want to commit to a full series <laughs> of episode discussions and that's fine that makes um, sense. we understand yeah but just let us know and we will do our best to to appease you indeed and if, if you do contact us you'll be the only one who has so we're guaranteed to listen to your suggestions very true and we will shout you out and praise you to the hilltops or we something like that yep. uh, all of that all of that all right well on that note thanks everyone for listening and we will catch you on the flip i guess <laughs> bye bye